0: Quarter past seven, you're with SFM 104 to 107. We thought that was a good choice from the JSB crew, the first choice of the morning. Good luck and taking it easy. Well, I hope you are able to do that. This morning, as I mentioned, it truly has been a rock and roll week. Rolling with the punches, the fire in Johannesburg has to top it all. Then, of course, if we move up the continent uh, and we go to Uganda, we saw the death penalty for a young man who's part of the LGBTQ community. Horrific story, that one. And, of course, the Zimbabwe elections are under furious debate now. And uh, you heard some of that interview on the weekend view a little earlier with regards to the language that's being used on that one. But then, of course, there was also the rocking part of the week. And this week, um, one of our great South African elders, John Carney, turned 80. And it was a truly fabulous event in celebration of him at the Market Theatre. So we celebrate you, Sir John. Actually, he's Dr. John. And uh, we also really celebrate the work that you've brought us. And talking of people bringing us work as well. I went to see Mike Vodacrans, my fellow South Africans. I didn't know whether to laugh or to cry while I was watching it. Superb performance. But man, it really made me feel so uncomfortable about the country we live in as well. So if you're the person who is sniffing and sneezing and rubbing your nose all the time at the moment and you like have this itch in your nose, well, let's explain what's going on. The next few weeks are going to bring in beautiful warm weather and all of us are going to be affected by the pollen that starts to pop up everywhere. Professor Johnny Peter is head of the Allergy and Clinical Immunology Division at Grotesque Hospital and we are chatting to you, Prof. Peter, um, not in South Africa. Remind me where you are.
1: That's right. Yeah, I'm currently in uh, Munich. I'm in Germany at the moment uh, at an angioedema meeting, an allergy related meeting. Well,
0: uh, an allergy related meeting sounds probably more uh, 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 sort of understandable. Or palatable. palatable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are they uh, suffering yeah. from anything to do with pollen right now, or is it because they're going into autumn now?
1: That's right. That's right. No, no, it's all calm here on the pollen front, actually. Um, and Germany in, in general, I mean, one of the reasons we've set up the pollen monitoring net, network in South Africa is because, you know, compared to northern hemisphere counterparts, yeah. uh, we've got very, very few and very, very sparse uh, monitoring of our aerospora, actually. So uh, the northern hemisphere puts us to shame. And interestingly, on, on a long term view, Um, We and colleagues in Australia and in Argentina are collaborating to try to get some southern hemisphere look at the aerospora because our southern hemisphere geography, our, our actual climate in terms of our ocean coverage, all these kinds of things are quite distinct. And so the impact of climate change may be different in in our hemisphere.
0: So let's talk about how you measure that. The Real Pollen Count is a platform that does measure it. And I know that a couple of years back we spoke about it here on the show, but I have no idea. How does it actually work and which parts of the country does it monitor?
1: Yeah, great. So it's actually we're in a we're in a kind of a nice transition phase at the moment. So we've set up monitoring uh, in 2019 using what we call the volumetric spore trap, which literally it's a fancy word. But in essence, what happens is the air is sucked in at a standard rate. And it's almost like there's a there's a cellar tape that that slowly rotates and the pollen grains are actually trapped onto this sticky tape. Yeah. We then take the tape off once a week. And we look under the microscope and we can identify the pollen grains and using some mathematical, you know, rates and things, we can calculate the actual volume of different pollens in the air at a given time. And we set this up across eight cities, uh, the big populous cities in South Africa. Um, And what's great now is so after two or three years, what's been going on in the field and globally is, you know, with modern technology and AI, they're moving a lot to automated pollen samplers. So instead of uh, a person uh, looking under the microscope what's actually happening is there are a lot of these instruments now that have got cameras that take a picture you can imagine of the cellotape and then run it through a huge database of artificial intelligent images yeah. uh, and allow them to identify most of the pollen so this season we've got our first we've got our first automated pollen monitoring up in irene yeah um, and over the course of the next month or so we will have uh, all of the big cities, Cape Town, uh, Joburg, Pretoria, uh, Bloemfontein, Kimberley, uh, Durban, uh, and and Port Elizabeth, monitoring with automated counters. And what we will do, though, is because we're really interested in having wide, wide coverage, we're going to take our volumetric ones and we're going to move them uh, to other parts of the country so we can sample in in areas we've never gone before. Uh, so I Whoa. think it's a pretty exciting thing. And And the the shift is that it's also going to give us minute by minute uh, counting so we're not going to have to wait a week we're going to know exactly what's in the air at all the time
0: whoa so So, Prof, Mm -hmm. we do have to go to a break but when we come back i'd like to know do we have certain plants that the pollen is more i suppose one could call it allergenic than other plants and if so uh which parts of the country are they in i'll come back to you with that in a moment
1: Between Two Worlds. Hashtag SAFM Jetset.
0: 7.21 you are with SAFM Jet Set Breakfast, the JSB. And uh, are you someone who feels like this at this time of the year? you Huh? Does that make you... Oh! Oh! Does that make you feel terrible? You're sneezing all the time. We're we talking about what it is that's actually making you sneeze. It's the pollen in the air. And we've got Professor Johnny Peter. He's the head of allergy and clinical immunology division at the Hurtuskeur Hospital. Prof, um, we were talking about whether there are certain plants or trees, I suppose one could, that have or that have worse, what's the word, worse pollen or more allergenic pollen than other plants.
1: Absolutely. Um, So on, on the whole, allergenic pollen tends to be small and easily carried in the air. On the wind i mean that's a general sort of rule yeah so so for instance you know often people will look at uh you know colorful flowers take a, a lily or something like that yeah. and people will say oh i'm allergic to that but actually that pollen uh, which you can see very easily often colorful is quite heavy and it doesn't travel very far in the air so people actually don't breathe it in and very few people are allergic to it you can, what's confusing is that sometimes if you get that into your nose, let's say you happen to be right next to it, it can create like an irritant effect on your nose and you can sneeze that out. But on the whole, um, the there are definitely groups of pollens that are much more allergenic. And the most allergenic of all is grass pollen. So uh, grass pollen is incredibly, uh, there's quite a lot of it and almost all of it is allergenic. Um, and so particularly in the Northern part of the country, that's a major problem for allergy sufferers for a prolonged period of time because the grass pollen season also lasts a long time. And then the other two groups are essentially certain types of weeds. Something called ragweed is, is a, a global allergen of very important significance. And then the tree pollens, they tend to be allergenic, things like plane tree pollen, um, uh, cypress pollen, uh, oak. Uh, these are um, also allergenic pollens, but the advantage of tree pollens is they tend to come for a very short, intense season. Yeah. So, for instance, now we're seeing a real strong uptick in the Cape um, in terms of tree pollens, uh, particularly cypress, plane, and oak. Um, and what we'll see is that for the next like three to five weeks, it will be quite intense. So people that suffer with those pollen allergies will uh, really be, be needing treatment. And then it will just the uh, pollen season will just die down for those trees. Whereas the grass, for instance, they will come slow and usually comes a bit later in the season. So we'll start in around end of October, somewhere around there, but it will go on and there will still be significant peaks of pollen uh, in the summer in the grass pollen, especially in, uh, you know, the Free State, uh, Northern Cape, uh, Gauteng region. That can go on sometimes till March or even April.
0: So... I mean, it it is a kind of geographic thing, but I'm wondering if, for example, we we have a pollen count, but what about a pollution count? I mean, does that sort of align as well? I mean, if you've got AI and it's just taking whatever's in the air, which is sticking on it, would it be looking at bits of, I suppose, coal or, or other things as well?
1: That's a great question. And in fact, uh, part of the reason we're bringing our automated counters to the public yeah. is because we have started a collaboration with the South African Weather Service. Um, and the South African Weather Service um, run about 60 to 65 air pollution monitors across the country, part of something called the South African Air Quality Service. Yeah, um, There's the website for that too, which is uh, South African Air Quality Service, SACWIS. Um, and people can look, there's monitors, uh, particularly in high polluted areas. So the kind of area by uh, the kind of uh, just east of Johannesburg into Nelspruit and like the, that Mpumalanga region is quite heavily, uh, the air pollution levels are quite high yeah. and uh, need, need close monitoring. So there's a lot of stations in that region. And then what's very interesting is that there's a synergy between air pollution, uh, certain components of that and allergic triggers. So, in fact, there's some lovely data which shows that, uh, you know, next to highways where diesel exhaust pollution is often highest, yeah. then uh, the allergenic effects of, say, your your pollen um, is worse because you're breathing it in together with diesel fumes. And then what you were mentioning, things about like actual particulate matter from, say, coal, there are different size particles that when you breathe them in, they go into a dip- different depth in your uh, airway tract, and they can have different impacts on both uh, kind of allergic or, or like runny nose symptoms, as well as even asthma. Yeah. So, so it's very you hundred percent correct that that uh, monitoring air pollution. Uh, is a very important thing and the public can actually check what is going on. And then what's interesting about South Africa and one last point on the air pollution is that we actually have some very progressive air pollution legislation. So our levels of what's acceptable uh, and what companies can do is actually very good. Unfortunately, we're not so good at enforcing it. So, okay. so even though we have actually everything in place, we we still go frequently over those levels in many parts of the country of what's considered acceptable.
0: feels like uh, that's our problem all the time, is that we have these incredibly progressive um, regulations, but whether we enforce them is something different. In closing, um, talking of progressive, Prof, um, you mentioned how you're now using artificial intelligence to measure. Does this mean that yourself as scientists and medical practitioners, you have to change The way you work and the kinds of things that you used to have to do, for example, in a lab is now very different to what you are doing.
1: Um, I mean, I would say the answer to that is yes and no. So uh, <laughs> the first part, uh, no, the first part is being no in the sense that uh, you know the artificial intelligence is still learning, <laughs> yeah. And so if you can, like these pollen monitors, these automated samplers, we are going to need to spend quite a bit of time with our trained aerobiologists interpreting pollen that it's not familiar with. Yeah. So we actually have to be involved in the training of it. So you're now so, becoming you know, teachers again. Thing. Exactly. So we're we, we training it. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is you. we definitely do need to move with the times. And uh, we need to harness technology for the maximum effect. So, for instance, yeah. one of the things we're looking at, I mentioned grass pollen being yeah. very allergenic. Now, what, what the problem with the microscopy, so if you just look at it off that strip that I was talking about under yes. the microscope, you can't identify what species of grass it is. I can just tell you it's grass pollen but maybe it's Bermuda maybe it's ryegrass maybe it's uh timothy grass we we're not sure and so actually the technology we're going to use there is dna metabarcoding so so we're now going to apply and that's one of the things my lab is now working on trying to do is to take our ex- previous we store some of these strips and what we're going to try to do is actually map out not just the grass season but which specific grass species are up in particular times Uh, and that means that we can give a level of granularity that we previously were not able to for people in terms of what's in the air at a particular time.
0: Prof, if people need to know what the pollen count is if they are kind of interested, is the real pollen count available to all and sundry?
1: That's right. So it's www.pollencount.co.za. If you check that out, what's also good is I've got a lot of this information. People can look out about allergy tests, uh, allergenic trees and grasses and and, and weeds. So there's general information like we've been discussing. And then we also put up the weekly counts. As I said, we're going to be moving over the course of the next six to eight weeks to real-time um, information on that website too. So that'll be like uh, hour by hour.
0: So if you're the sniffy kind of person, pollencount.co.za is where you should go to. Prof. Johnny Peter, thanks so much for joining us. Head of the Allergy and Clinical Immunology Division at Groeter Hospital. Running a little later than usual, but it is still there. It's half past seven, which means it's time for us to move into our week in history